Well, folks, our scripture lesson for today here, the first Sunday of Advent, comes from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. Isaiah writes, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when the fire kindles brushwood, and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face for us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider... We are all your people. The word of the Lord. People of God, in this season of Advent, may the grace and peace and longing for our Savior be yours today and forever. Amen. Some of you might know, I've talked about this before, more locally, not necessarily here in the worship videos, but... Over the course of this pandemic, I have begun a new hobby. It actually started right before things began, but it's something that I have done, that I've enjoyed, that I'm gaining some experience at, and that's the process of making both wine, although that's kind of been low-key, and also home-brewing beer, of which I've done a whole lot more. I've really enjoyed the process of learning how it all works, learning the general principles behind what goes on, learning new little techniques for, for doing the same thing and accomplishing the same thing. And I, along with my brewing buddy, who, who has been my partner in this whole situation, we have really, really enjoyed the whole process. Now, I won't go in, super in-depth, but essentially what you have to do is you take water and you heat it to a certain temperature. And once you get to that point, you drop in the grains and gradually over the course of a little bit of time, the, the sugars and various compounds come steeping out of the grains. It's almost like making tea if you're a tea drinker. And you do that for a certain amount of time. And then you bring the whole, the whole batch to a, a larger boil, a rolling boil, and you add some more ingredients and, and gradually it condenses down and all the flavors kind of come out. And then you throw it in a fermenter and you add yeast and over the course of some time it, it ferments and you get alcohol and, and gradually then you've got beer. It's fun to do. It's interesting to do. And I gotta tell you, every single time we've done it, especially uh, up until just very, very recently, we've done it all on a stovetop. We've essentially just gotten a large pot and we've added the water and some of the batches, you know, we're adding it two to three gallons worth of water and we're doing all the heating that way. And while there are other, uh, there are other techniques that we're beginning to employ now that are faster, it was very, very slow to go through this process of heating all that water and bringing it up to the temperature that we needed to then do the one step and then to heat it more to bring it to a boil to do the next step. 
And inevitably, as we would do so, it would take a lot of time, and we would constantly be looking out over top of the pot, looking down into it, and you begin to see a little bit of vis visible evidence that the heating is going on, the water's starting to warm up, the ingredients are starting to warm up, and then after a while, you begin to see the steams kind of start to, to come up out of it, and, and then you look in, and you start to see the little bubbles are beginning to form as it continues to heat until finally, finally, it gets to the point of that rolling boil that we have to get to and then maintain over the course of a long period of time to move through the steps. But just the amount of time that would go on as we would watch with anticipation and, 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 and enjoyment in this process of now we got to get to this next step. And when we get to the next step, it's going to be great. It's that sense of anticipation that I, I really and clinging to here now in this season of Advent that we are moving into. And I even picked up on that from this reading from Isaiah that we have. And, and even the same idea, he even talks about this sense of longing to, for, for, for the Lord to act, for the Lord to, to, to come into the world and take action, uh, just like the, 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 burning, uh, the, the burning of the wood heats the water to bring it to a boil. That's what got me thinking about this whole beer brewing process in the, in the first place. But I'm thinking about this, this work of anticipation or this feeling of anticipation, this feeling that the prophet Isaiah is talking about. They have seen throughout their history times when God has acted in the world and it's always been big. It's been earth shattering. It's been utterly mind blowing the action that God continues to take from the beginning when God begins with chaos and step by step is bringing it towards order. And when God takes action, it tends to be something really, really big. We find ourselves now in a sense of longing for, for the celebration of that taking shape again. Here we are in Advent, the beginning of a new church year, as, as we mentioned earlier in the video. This, this four-week-long period of anticipation as we move through this, these next few weeks towards Christmas and the celebration of the Messiah entering the world as one of us in the birth of Jesus. Now for us, of course, that event is in the rearview view mirror. But every year at this time, as we continue the cycle of the church year, we focus in on that sense of anticipation, that longing for God to act. Now this is fitting for us to do, not only because the action that God took in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus 2,000 years ago was so earth-shattering, was so reality-altering as the kingdom of heaven comes near and somehow, somehow is redeemed through the death and resurrection of Jesus. That is so amazing for us to consider back here, and yet we're also experiencing the longing for the fulfillment of the kingdom of heaven out there at some unknown point in the future. It's both that now and not yet, and so for us to remember this, it's a, it's a good thing. It's an important thing for us to do. Let us also remember what it was that somehow God was accomplishing. There's also the sensibility in this passage as Isaiah recognizes the, the, the brokenness of humanity and the ways that that, that brokenness has manifested in, in pain and in sorrow and even in death. Isaiah recognizes the brief window that we live our lives, that our existence in the physical realm, in this reality, that, that, that in the grand scheme of things, we're just a blip on the radar. He says we're like leaves and the wind comes and blows it away. And I think that's important for us to remember, to recognize our mortality, to recognize that we are finite creatures. And yet the one who has made all of this is somehow bigger. 
and that the action that God has taken from the beginning and then continues to take at these monumentous, earth-shattering moments is ongoing, this larger story that is going somewhere. And the beauty of all of this, the gloriousness of the promise that God has made to us through Jesus is that we are invited into it. Right here in our time, in our existence, as we are, are having it, as you are watching this, as you are living out your day-to-day life, you are invited to join in this kingdom which Jesus has somehow brought near to us and that we long for, we will celebrate with anticipation or we anticipate it now and we will celebrate it again at Christmas and we ultimately will celebrate it in the age to come when it comes to fulfillment. All of this is connected and the glorious thing about all of this is that even though we are finite creatures, even though we we wait with anticipation for the action of the one who is so much bigger and greater and larger and above our ability to comprehend as we wait for that and somehow sometimes perhaps feel somewhat dwarfed by that or unable to comprehend what all is going on the glorious aspect of this is the promise that our story such as it is through christ through the power of the connection of the Holy Spirit and through the action of God who made all this in the first place, our story becomes part of God's greater ongoing story. May we wait with anticipation for that. May we cling to that promise and know that that promise is for you. And as Isaiah closes out today, remember, we are God's.